Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show from Florida, we had a pleasant event for a change. Yep, the Ferrari-obsessed, overpriced tractor mechanic, Luigi Spaghetti tied the knot with Wilma the stone sculptor and former artist retreat guest. Yeah. Added to that, they chose me from the venue. Oh dear, well, added to that, we had an extraterrestrial expert show up to examine the cabbage circle conspiracy and put more stupid ideas into me crooked relative skit that has already overcrowded and corrupt head. Either way, you just love me always perpendicularly packed show, more so when we take a look at those other crazy regular features and callers from around the world too. <laughs> Here at Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Nats Florida Island, we've had a very different kind of week. Yep, too many guests I suppose, but all for good reason. See me Ferrari obsessed, overpost tractor mechanic Luigi Spaghetti. Married Wilma, the stone sculptor, right here on the farm. Yep, I thought it was an odd choice of venue. Well, that was until I saw just how many members of Luigi's extended family showed. Oh, I think they just wanted to witness it finally happening. Yep, a 50-year-old bachelor tying the knot at his time of previously pleasantly single life. But as you can imagine, there were more than a few odd quirks here. Mm, for starters, I'd only previously seen that many Sicilians in one place before. Yep, in the Godfather movie. Mm. The catering was overpowering too. They had huge white tents and a row of porta potties along with the customary valet parking. Mm. Luigi's mother, Serafina Spaghetti, insisted on pasta and lots of it. <laughs> After all, she's a big woman, like the wife Elsie, only shorter, short-tempered, and more demanding. <laughs> to be honest, the closest thing to a moaning, nagging, bouncy castle, yet not the kind you'd want at your kiddies party for sure. <laughs> a pasta banquet sounded hideous to me, and it was. The next surprise was the best man, yep, our nudist neighbour old Fred. <laughs> yep. But before you ask, he arrived fully clothed in a suit too. Hmm. It looked like it was an original too, yep, yep. No, no, no not hand-tailored, no, an original 1970s style, that is. Hmm. I suppose a man that rarely wears clothes has little fashion sense anyway. But I'd say brown pinstripe with bell-bottoms is taking things too far, especially when combined with the nearly 8-inch wide orange tie. In fact, some of Luigi's relatives thought he was a circus act to keep the kids amused. That's man. Oh dear. The other shocker was on the bride's side of things. Wilma's aged mother, that's Winnie Winklestein. I reckon she was actually brought up to be a mother-in-law. You know, if there was a factory for mother-in-laws, you'd see her coming off the production line first. Yeah. 
She's a horror for sure and fitted right in with the other old crows I've already got nesting inside me farmhouse. Add to that, she hates pasta and loves poker. Mm, she also hates Luigi the bridegroom. Mm, yep, another M-I-L trait for sure. And she's also convinced us that poor old Luigi's New Jersey family are mobsters. <laughs> oh dear. It turns out though that most of them are in the used car business. Well, maybe she's not so far off after all. Stereotypes or not. <laughs> Add to that, old Winnie W is a sculptor like her daughter. She sculpts lifelike sculptures of wild birds and naturally uses a mirror when she's working on decrepit crows. Although, I reckon she'd pass as an aged grey parrot. You know, she's learnt to talk and repeats herself often. Oh dear, yeah. She's as cantankerous as me mother, old Nan, only 25 years younger. Yeah, less experienced. The only real difference is she owns a more modern broomstick and I'm sure Luigi's happy. She lives in the far-off Fullerton. Yeah, it's a long ride from California for sure on that aforementioned stick. <laughs> Add to that, old Winnie likes to tell everyone her daughter Wilma's been married before and how it resulted in ugly divorce. Great conversation on that happy day, eh? Yeah. <laughs> about as much tact as a bail bondsman hunting a fugitive in the backwoods. Wilma was happy though, yet probably to avoid her mother and hook up with Luigi. Yeah, Winnie makes her daughter sound like a used rental car with high mileage, when really she's only been around the block a few times. Yeah, has tread to spare, and over the last few months has offloaded most of the baggage that was filling up her trunk. <laughs> Also, I understand that Luigi's been giving her a regular servicing since she arrived too. <laughs> so, all sounds good. Well, if you're still comparing Wilma to a car, that is. <laughs> anyway, that reminds me, I've still got her half-finished limestone sculpture in me barn. It was supposed to be a perfect likeness of her ex-hubby. Oh dear. It looks more like uh, melted wax right now. Yeah, I think I'll put it in my farm garden and grow something up it. Well, or over it more like. <laughs> Herbs maybe, you know. Yeah, they make it smell nicer than the Paris, won't they? <laughs> Add to that, Wilma's guest list was limited away from the dreaded mother. Her father died last year. Yeah, when he probably nagged him to death. <laughs> Wilma's friends made up the rest of her invitees. Yep, all women. It was like a gathering of the divorced and separated artist club. Yep, like some kind of miserable fraternity for sure. <laughs> I stayed well clear, of course, yeah. Added to that, the Spagatori family outnumbered them anyway. Well, I guess you'd say by about 25 tonnes to around 600 pounds. Yep, well, there were six women on Wilma's side. <laughs> Oh dear. I'm glad there was no reason for a fight. Added to that, I'm not keen on weddings anyway. After all, I was the subject of a shotgun type some years back, yeah. Not exactly a great memory. Well, it's not so much the memory. It's more about what I ended up with. So I dodged the ceremony and only showed up at the wake. So I mean, the bit you do after you've committed yourself to monogamy for the foreseeable future, that is. <laughs> I arrive more casually dressed that way, you know. My suit is not as aged as old Fred's, but it's definitely dated. I mean, it's not the kind of thing you'd wear every day. Well, if at all, that is, yeah. To be honest, talking of shotgun weddings, mine's still got the bullet holes. Yep, the suit, I mean. <laughs>
As with Italian tradition, the Spaghetti family had an Italian band to keep things dancing and swinging. Yeah, all was going well until Ding Dang's odd relative Elrod Dang showed up at the farm with his banjo. <laughs> he thought it was okay to join in. Oh dear! Once Elrod started twanging what he called jamming, yeah, me farm dog Young Clay decided it was time to add a howl or two to the arrangement. One of the more burly spaghettoris though, yeah, ejected Elrod pretty quickly and also used that banjo as a kind of weapon to make sure he left in a hurry. My head hurts, my feet stink, and I don't love Jesus. <laughs> Either way, the spaghettori wasn't willing to try it on with Clay Dog. Oh no, his bite's definitely worse than his howl. So they decided the best way to stop old Clay was with a plate of pasta. Yeah, and it worked quite well. <laughs> Add to that drama, the wife Elsie and her best buddy Beyond It, that's Beyond It Brandy Washington or BBW to friends, yep, full-time, fully paid-up members of the Feed Me Too movement would have to see large amounts of food coming to them this week. Both of them love pasta. Well, to be honest, they love any kind of food and a free blowout meal is always a favourite with them. They even decided to harass the caterers ahead of the event. Sampling the food was a great excuse, of course. Yeah. I was surprised there was anything left for the guests. You know, on the other hand, I ate pasta. But around here, me diet doesn't even come into play. When I get to the cupboard, it's always bare. <laughs> A few days ago, I even heard Beyond It rattling on and complaining. Yeah, she reckons it's not fair that they don't sell cakes in a bucket. You know, just like fast food. It's quite a thought, though, you know, why not just sell all food in buckets? You know, it's reached the point of no return anyway. <laughs> By the way, the all-you-can-eat buffet trips were suspended for two days this week. Yep, skinny old Frank the Stuffer fan wasn't invited on wedding day or the day before. Yep, he's the guy beyond it managed to unearth on that cougar dating website. Oh dear, nevertheless, he showed up after the main event and once beyond it and Elsie had eaten more than their full fill. <laughs> Frank, the outright Stuffer fan, was happy. Yeah, he longs to feed up women who don't really need feeding for his apparent pleasure. Oh dear, well this time he had two bunches of red roses, one for beyond it, and one for the wife, yeah. I'm just hoping though it's true love, you know, then he can take both of them off me hands for good. <laughs> yep, that's what's called true bliss. Either way, they've kind of exhausted the all-you-can-eat scene and have been testing just about every fast food place in a 20-mile radius. Frank's car looks like a trash can inside, yep. The empty wrappers are up as far as the seat cushions by now. But leaving me regular farmhouse trials and tribulations, despite everything I've tried to shut down the rumours, I've still got that ongoing dilemma of what's better called an outright disaster, all caused by a surge of conspiracy theorists descending on me poor little Florida farm. It's the centre of a real-life conspiracy. Yep, the Cabbage Patch Circle cover-up at Two Medicine Farm. What's worse is me con-man relative Skip Natter is still profiting from the whole thing. <laughs> Add to that this week, we had a surprise visitor. Oh yeah, an extraterrestrial expert. Dr. Icon Most Folks Jr. Yeah. He's been traipsing around me blank rectangle rather than that suspicious circle. But the worst part is he's taken on board a bunch of Skip's profitable BS and has returned to stuff me crooked relative's head with all kinds of new ideas and theories. 
The visitor even cuts Skip in on a slice of his action. Yep, charging folks for a weekly alien experience workshop. They pay out a bunch of cash, sign a confidentiality agreement and show up to see an actual alien encounter. <laughs> Which of course round here could probably be me fireman ding-dang, wandering through the field at night, drunk. As you know what. <laughs> Yeah, that's not just alien, it's frightening. Yeah, a frightening sight for most folks. Either way, Skip's getting 20% of the ET experts take from each workshop. <laughs> Whilst on the subject of complete disasters, and as they say, when one door opens, another closes, or is it when one door closes, another opens, and last week we got the sale of the nearby farm to a Georgia peanut farmer. Yep, that's Peter, the peanut guy. He reckons he has the cleanest nuts in Georgia and now he's brought his organically grown nuts to Florida. Add to that, Peter the peanut guy wants work for the CIA. Oh dear, me neighbor will rush, head spinning now, yeah. Intelligence to peanuts, all in one lifetime. So another set of Earth-based conspiracy theories are already in the air. Rush is quite convinced his new neighbor is a Democrat spy and reckons he can't say or do anything without his every move being monitored and recorded. <laughs> oh dear, if the CIA were to spy on anyone, I think Rush would be close to the last on their list. Well, unless they had a couple of agents they hated and wanted to bore silly, or of course, permanently lose in the Florida backwoods, that is. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nedmatter.com. By the way, and away from the troubles of conspiracies and weddings, I read this really odd article a few days ago about how Wyoming has a phone app to report roadkill. <laughs> yeah. Around here, me fireman Ding Dang just picks it up and hands it to old Lonnie. Yeah, it's his favourite kind of food. <laughs> but in Wyoming, you know, you can now report it using your phone and then get a message back saying you can claim it. Yep, scrape it up and take it home with you. <laughs> Not just part of it, the whole thing, yep. You know, sometimes I wonder if I'm the only person that drives around stuff like that and leaves the mess and swarm of flies right where they are. <laughs> and of course, brings me, well, I say rapidly, to something you'd never like to find in the road, yep. Especially if she was crossing in front of you, yep. You sure have a long wait. She loves to hold folks up with her old deer and a walking stick routine. Yep, naturally or even unnaturally, that's me almost antique 95-year-old mother old Nan. <laughs> On the other hand, Nan's best gambling drinking buddy. That's Toshiko Suzuki. Yep, she's my loyal brother and black sugar family Nelson, that's wife and Beverly Hills sex workers. Hine is now 103-year-old grandmother. Yep, another long-lasting specimen. <laughs> She never holds people up with a stick. Oh, no, no, no. She's more like to hit someone with it. Yeah. Anyway, they were joined by Wilma's mother, the younger crow, Willie Winklestein, for a few days. Yeah, so it's all crooked poker, hip replacement and hormone replacement therapy dialogue and complaints, of course. Well, more like total disdain for the in-laws. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. 
Anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares like me rather bizarre moaning old mother and her cronies, I'm still having these really weird dreams. They've returned with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always arrive when I'm having a nice nap. Never in bed. This time, though, I'd settled down in my peaceful farm office and in no time I was drifting off. Yeah, soon I was swimming. Mm. To start with, it was easy going, yet I could see all this lovely, peaceful water in front of me. But it soon gained that dream-like speed. Yep, the going was slow and hard work. It got harder still, as if I was swimming against the tide. Oh dear. It was soon a nightmare, though, when I looked down. Yep, the water had vanished. And I was swimming in a huge pool full of spaghetti in tomato sauce. Oh dear. <laughs> I woke up with a start to see the wife standing there with that same tomato sauce running down her chin. Not a pleasant sight at the best of times. So much for me nap. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. On the other hand, and still on the subject of bad dreams, me scruffy fireman ding-dang had an unfortunate experience this week. Yep, he had to enter unknown territory. Visit to the dentist. <laughs> See, he had trouble with two teeth. Of course, I asked him if the dentist was putting them in. You know, he was having them out. Yep, that's not good. He's only got a few left now. <laughs> Apparently, his wisdom tooth never came through, though. Yep, yep. <sighs> but they... That won't surprise anyone around here on the farm, anyway. Yep. Then, his crowning glory, a few days ago, no pun intended there, was trying to fix his new truck with the assistance of a Haynes manual. Ding Dang thought all repair manuals were the same. Yep, not vehicle specific. Oh dear, it didn't help that Ding Dang had picked up the first one he saw. He spent nearly six hours trying to locate the radiation shields and thrusters. Oh dear. It was a Haynes manual for a spaceship left behind with Skip Natter by the extraterrestrial expert Dr. Icon, most folks, Jr. See, Ding Dang thought he was smart stealing it from Skip. Add to that, there wasn't a radiator hose anywhere in the manual. Well, after all, they don't have AAA up there, do they? <laughs> but despite the drama of acting stupid, when well, he already is. I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show. So is Ding Dang's Southern Quote. It's stuck in my throat like a hair in a biscuit. <laughs> oh dear. He reckons that was the local anaesthetic and that's what it did to his throat at the dentist. <laughs> you know, I really feel sorry for that dentist. Yeah, he had to wait an hour before getting to work on Ding Dang's mouth. Well, you see, there wasn't room for him and the septic tank guy in there at the same time. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I've got Ned's sagacious moment for you. I might not be a serious old sage, but I've got time to think and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, me lovely listeners. So moving away from farm life in general for a minute, I've spent a few hours this week questioning the mistakes made by forgetting 
and hiding history, or what I'd call historical censorship. You know, as time goes on, just about every day someone comes up with something they want changed, hidden or forgotten. In some cases, it might seem right to try and forget some of the worst moments in human history. However, it also leaves us wide open to repeating those same mistakes, even if they are variations on a theme. Lessons learned in history often remind us of how reacting to circumstance can be a matter of life and death, injustice or justice, dignity or dishonour. History is there like a guidebook to the future and shouldn't be forgotten. Left on the shelf, gathering dust or more importantly, destroyed altogether. Because that's a big oh dear for sure. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. My blind neighbour, old Lonnie, and new to swinger old Fred's home is still the oddest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. It's called, do you know, Fred? Sometimes I wish I didn't. It's the same old thing every week. Bring your own bottle, bring your wife or girlfriend and a potluck dish for the free-flowing buffet. Fred mingles with like-minded swingers. That's his version of a potluck experience for sure. And old Lonnie eats his way through stacks of free food, which this week included... Wait for it. Reheated pasta. (laughs) Fresh from the wedding. Well, not exactly fresh. Let's just say fresher than most of the roadkill he usually eats. (laughs) So when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's theme was the best man's party. Oh dear, well, Fred reckons his plan is to attract a more interesting bunch of swingers. Well, added to that, Fred was naturally thinking about his role at Luigi's wedding. Add to that, he always thinks the best of folks. Yeah, you know, he's he's not only an optimistic, but very kind-hearted guy. Mm. Either way, as expected, he got a party all right. 20 guys, 20 best men. <laughs> oh dear, I headed home pretty fast too. You know, I think old Fred wanted to head home too. Trouble was, he was already at home. Oh dear, no escaping that. <laughs> well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95 year old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. (laughs) This time old Nan remembered that's something she'd forgotten. Yeah, but by the time I got to speak with the old crow, she'd forgotten it yet again. (laughs) Right now she's trying to remember what it was again, but unfortunately it was too late to put in me show got with the wedding and everything, so I decided to include a word from me rapper restaurant sea store owning buddy. Yeah, that's Bashana Condopindi. He wanted to have a little feature on me show, if you remember, after hearing Old Nan Remembers. He wanted to chat about his family members too, and something close to his heart. Yep, reincarnation. Believe me, when I say there's more than a few members in his highly extended family, at last count there were well over 500. That's right, 500. Horrible thought, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, Pishana doesn't want to discuss the earthly ones. Oh no, sees big on the afterlife and reincarnation. So he's been telling me about some of the oddest kinds they've experienced. This time it's his auntie, Ping Pong Condapinde. She was probably the most lazy member of his highly extended family. 
Yeah, but unfortunately old Ping Pong died just three months ago. Of boredom, he reckons. <laughs> she never moved far from the same spot in over 30 years, apparently, and Pashana says she's already been reincarnated. Yep, as a gatepost. <laughs> Pashana reckons it makes sense, but not quite what I expect to hear either. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. You know, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of the road books go in the giveaway charity box, and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on the farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> Okay then, I've ended up with just one odd book this time around and it's called The Annoying Neighbour by I Fixed Him the Second. <laughs> it's a funny title and a highly disturbing book. Oh dear, well, it describes everything you don't want in a neighbour. The author takes that as a foregone conclusion, but his advice is all about fixing the problem or maybe even aggravating the neighbour beyond reason. <laughs> Oh dear, well, my favourite was padlocking their gate shut ten minutes before they're about to rush off to work. <laughs> mm, I kind of like that one. Pushing three pounds of potatoes up their exhaust pipe, yeah, if they don't have a gate, that is, yeah. Well, that also kind of slows them down, doesn't it? <laughs> Away from messing with their routine, I thought gluing their mailbox shut was a great idea. <laughs> On the other hand, I thought the phony letter from the STD clinic was particularly cruel. So back to the book. I'm giving this one to charity. Yeah, maybe even old Brush might need it, what with his new neighbour. After all, I've decided to try and ignore mine, no matter how sad and annoying they are. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting Malawi in Africa and you'll be glad to hear it's not another tasteless, distasteful, revolting foodie one. Oh no, we're looking at some odd customs over the next few weeks. So back to Malawi and the Chua community. Yep, Chua. <laughs> but don't worry, I'm not chatting about cannibals, no. They have a thing called the Festival of the Dead though. So when a tribe member dies, the body is washed but not in the way you might think. Yeah, they take the old corpse to a sacred place where they slit the throat and pour water through the insides. <laughs> After that, they squeeze the body until the water comes out finally clear. Oh dear. That's not the best bit though. Oh no. They then use the water they collect to cook a meal for the entire community. Well, whether they chew it or not, I don't want to be having an invitation to that kind of supper. <laughs> 
This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So, how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Lenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck said he'll ride shotgun with me. And yes, it does sound absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, Ned, can you tell me what on earth he's talking about as I haven't a clue? All I want to know is whether he thinks I'm actually going to let him inside my new Rolls Royce or whether he hopes to climb on my favourite horse with me and a shotgun. So perhaps you could call me back, Ned, and let me know. Thank you so much, old chap. Goodbye. (laughs) You know, I just love the way he introduced himself on my voicemail as if I actually know someone else that just sounds like him. Oh, dear. (laughs) Anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. This time Buck says he'll ride shotgun with me. Or with you, Nigel, yeah? Of course, Nigel, you think Buck's deliberately confusing you. Well, this is a weird expression away, but totally different from what you'd imagine. By the way, I wouldn't let Buck and his muddy boots anywhere near your new roles, Nigel. (laughs) Anyway, Buck's just saying what he wants to sit up front in your car whilst you drive. Yeah, as the front seat passenger. It's that simple. Oh, dear. Anyway, Nigel, I hope that makes some kind of sense to you. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me and constant political commentator neighbour old Russia's Stonewall Jackson Farm again this week to listen to a lot of hot air and gas. Yep, he's the guy with about the same size carbon footprint as your average coal mine. Add to that, it's all in snippet size and snorlance. Yep. With a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off. Poor old mucker. <laughs> well, this week Rush is dodging his favourite little feature on my show. That's Rush Recalls, where he's not just talking about his private oaths for the Democrats, he's looking back at past events. Oh dear, though, after getting back from his home state of Tennessee, he's got a new idea after speaking to some of his senior friends. Yep, they've all got bucket lists. You know, I hate that expression, but in Rush's case, carrying a bucket around with him might save him rushing anywhere if he's caught short. (laughs) Oh well. But Rush has convinced me it's something he wants to get on board with, so I decided to let him have his say again. He reckons the top of his private bucket list is a... Republican president, a Republican Senate, a Republican Congress, a Republican military, and a Republican police force. Yep, a big 
Oh dear, I told him it sounds just like one of those countries where... Oh dear, I stopped short. I wasn't in the mood for another crazy debate. Oh well. Add to that, he usually doesn't manage to say much more before he excuses himself again with that standard statement. That's right, it's a great excuse to bail on me early. Gotta go. Oh dear. Rush has always gotta go. Flush. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. <laughs> young Alice was in a happy mood when I visited. After closing the gates on animal adoption for a while, she's decided to concentrate on her crystal balls for a few weeks. Oh yes, she might even be able to see me future, as long as they don't get too cloudy, that is. <laughs> On the other hand, she reminded me of how we should all take more notice of the wonders of nature and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement right the blue. Chameleons are able to move their eyes independently of each other. Yeah. They have amazing eyes with nearly 360 degree vision. Yeah, they can use one or both eyes separately. <laughs> You know, the wife has a similar skill when it comes to hunting for food. <laughs> anyway, as always, Alice's coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, me lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, me listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> well, first up, I got a call from Matilda in Milan. Yeah, in Italy there, you know, she called me to chat about this really interesting story. A 90-year-old grandpa from Spain has become a fashion model. Mm. <laughs> Well, that's good news, isn't it? Because I sometimes think ageism is one of the worst kinds of discrimination. Before you think, I might say, oh, no, me mother old nan is not interested in fashion. No, no, no. Being uh, photographed <laughs> or even meet men of that age group, she prefers them young. Well, to her, that's under 50 anyway. <laughs> the second item comes from Colin in Columbus. He told me about this odd news. Scientists are close to removing the allergy-causing protein from cats' genes. Ooh. Using a kind of genetic editing. Oh dear. Here come the hypoallergenic cats. No more sneezing or worse. Apparently, the scientist reckons the, the allergy causing gene won't cause the cat any trouble if it no longer exists in their makeup. Oh, that's what they say anyway. So, there isn't any risk in taking that gene out in the lab. Oh, you know, I'm allergic to a few folks around the farm. I wonder if they can be edited too. <laughs> the final caller comes right out of the blue. Yeah. From Susan in Sacramento. Yeah. She called to tell me about Gene News too. Yeah. Vampire bats have about 13 missing genes naturally. Mm. Well, that's when compared to other bats. Says, yeah. So they can survive quite nicely on an all blood diet. They need to take in almost one half times their body weight in a blood meal to survive, though. See, blood is mostly water. You know, 
I'm going to get these scientists over to me farmhouse. Yeah, I wonder what genes my old mother has missing to be able to consume 90% of her body weight in alcohol every month. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, Stop by and say hi. A dubious command agent, 50%, has lined me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, I did say odd, didn't I? Anyway, here goes. Here at Swat It and Stop It, Inc. doing businesses, it might just work, enterprises, yeah. We've definitely got the cheapest and most effective way of handling that snoring partner in your household. Go to our website today at swatitandstopit.com and find our late solution to sleepless nights with a snoring partner. We've got our patented Swat It and Stop It. That's right, we keep it real and although it might not stop the snoring permanently, it'll make you happier in the process. The moment your partner wakes, you with that steam engine style snoring, you simply hook out your stopper and swat them with it. Yep, as hard as you like. What's the worst thing that can happen? They'll wake up to a, yeah. But wait, that's not all. Our national sales manager, I snore often the third, has a special offering just for Ned Nut Show listeners this week. Yep, with every patented swat it and stop it, he'll throw in a pair of our unique ear defenders. Yep. They'll dull down that endless noise in between your swats. And you can't beat a deal like that, can you? So visit us today and remember our motto, swat it and stop it or double your money back. <laughs> Ooh, I wasn't expecting that one at all. Yeah, I have a bunch of snorers here on the farm. My mother old nan has always snored as long as I can remember. The wife Elsie is a very loud snorer too. But, you know, I don't sleep in the same room as her. When I did have her in the close proximity, I always used to put cotton wool up her nose. Crooks windows. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it, the show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, I better go. So until next time, remember farm as are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays wouldn't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcast too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'll be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs> The Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.